Welcome to the Evermorrow Podcast. I'm Sean, and I'll be the Dungeon Master for tonight's game. We're a group of casual gamers who tend to emphasize the role-playing aspect of D&D. Today we're here with... Hi, I'm Jessica, and I play Spirit, a wild mage tabaxi. Hi, my name is Bill. I play Lily Lumi. She is a human druid pursuing the path of the Arctic. I'm Stacy, and I play Zangarko Nora, a warrior from a far land. Hello, I'm Victoria. I play Seraphina Keelys, aka Sarah, a fighter, lightfoot halfling with quite the chip on her shoulder, despite her short height. I'm Scott. I will be playing the role of Sikoro, the Air Genasi, a divination wizard. He already knows how this is all going to go down, and he is not happy about it. I'm Farisai. I play Nogberg, the obsessive festive half-orc bard. All right. So, our last game, the party woke up and met up at the Northlook Inn. While there, Zengarko found Sarah and Midwinter Moon, their tabaxi ally, and the latter was out cold. Zengarko woke up the very confused tabaxi, who wasn't positive if he was drunk or... He just fell asleep. He only remember speaking to a white-haired elf with a goatee, and then awoke hours later. As Moon was disoriented, Zengarko decided to talk with Sarah instead. The halfling fighter was invited to remain with the party indefinitely. Spirit woke up a little later than the rest of the group, having been very unsettled throughout the night. And she woke up Nogberg in turn. Nogberg went to the main hall, and there he was met by a man named Nicholas. Nicholas had moved to Bryn Shander a few months ago, abandoning his previous life in Targos after his wife was taken by the draw. He and his daughters were at the Hooked Knucklehead Bar when Nogberg came there to play a few nights before. He was so moved by seeing his children smile, watching this goofy orc perform, that he tried to give him a good chunk of his life savings. Nogberg declined, saying it'd be best he spend that money on his family. The party ate briefly and decided to set out, finally to head out towards the Eastway Road. But first, they went to Black Iron Blades and recovered Sarah's repaired armor. They went to Rock Scales Rocks and Shinier Rocks and spoke to Ringy the Kobold, selling their bloodstones and collecting a solid 300 gold pieces. And Lily had a conversation with Veldora, the homeless waif who was very casually, very curiously, sitting at the empty stall that was once the party then went to the Best of Beasts kennel to try and acquire sleds and some nice riding dogs, but they were a little too expensive. So they left Bryn Shander on foot and started trekking out eastward. On the way, they ran into a dark gray, faintly glowing elemental creature garbed in a thatched dress and wearing a strange mask. It was a Twinga. So it and Spirit had a brief conversation that resulted in a trade of sorts. Spirit gave the Twinga a fork, while the Twinga in turn gave Spirit a scaled capule of an acorn that had a series of carvings around the edges. The carving was actually called the Charm of the Traveler's Haven and allows her to cast Liaman's Tiny Hut three times before it expires. With that, the Twinga and his friends pelted the party with snowballs, and they walked away. And we catch up to the party about an hour or so later, still making the long trek down the Eastway Road. So you guys didn't end up leaving the city until pretty late in the morning, and you've been walking for about four hours. It's getting to the point where the, the aurora is going to fade, and it's just going to be night. But you still have a good maybe six hours ahead of you. To get, to East, East to get to East Haven. Yep. How's the weather? It's windy. It's kind of blowing the lighter snows from the earlier days around. But there's no actual snowfall. The sky's pretty clear. You can actually see the 
vibrant aurora of the sky, in the sky above you. Oh, Spirit's going to turn to the group because she's probably kind of used the day and night cycle here. It's going to be dark soon. Do we want to continue forward? I think we should. I agree. With how cold things get here, if we don't find proper shelter, and with the beasts, I wouldn't want to camp out here. I say we keep going until we find the next city. One of the locals did suggest it was rather suicidal to stay out during the night. Yeah, maybe there's some caves around here we could find to seek shelter in the waste of the ridden snow. How much further till the next city do you think, Lily? As long as we're, we haven't wandered off the road too badly, I think we're within four or five hours. Hmm. Unfortunately, any caves we found are probably going to be filled with hibernating hungry animals. Will animals even be hibernating in this kind of, like, for three? For how many, how long this thing's been going on for? Two years, but animals can't ignore their day-night cycles, even if it's seasonal. Very likely what's happened is the local wildlife has woke up starving, only to find that it's still winter and food is scarce. They still wouldn't give up their caves. So consensus is we're going to try and go straight towards the city and hope to not get lost in the dark. If we do chance to spot something to use the shelter, I would suggest taking advantage of it. I'm just more worried that there's no road. To be perfectly honest, we do have shelter. If we do end up getting stuck out here, we should be okay in the short term. There is definitely a tipping point where we should give up and use the hut, but we have only gotten a third of the way to Dugan's Hole by my estimate. No, I I agree. I think we should keep moving, but worst comes to worst, we do have this. We, we have this option. I say we keep moving. I'm just, I'm more worried about the fact that we... The roads are currently covered, and us getting lost off the track. I'm doing my best navigating through the stars. Alright, then we will continue further. We trust that you can guide our way. To East Haven, then. If anyone is impossibly tired, let me know. I still do have the ability to carry up to two of you. I'll be uh, not so great a navigator at that point, though. I think it's best you uh, keep your human form to guide us. I can carry someone if needed. Can I get perception check from whoever's taking point? I think that would be Lily. Okay, can I get a check for Lily? Good check, 17. Very good. Yeah, Lily is pretty on the ball today. Okay, Lily. As you're walking, you start to hear sort of heavy trudging through the snow. The light is pretty much completely faded by now, but you can still see pretty clearly due to the clear weather. Dark shapes are emerging and sort of encircling the party. Whatever they are, they are broad, but they're humanoid. I'll let the group know. Might be Yeti. Something heavy, something smart enough to surround us. So Garko will take out his blade and get in a fighting stance. Serafina will... Likewise, draw her long sword and hold out her shield. Lily's gonna cast Produce Flame if she isn't using it already for light. How much light does that generate? Ten foot radius uh, around me and then ten feet of dim light around that. So you would say that Lily's illuminating the battlefield. I prefer that being called a dim light. Yeah, Spirit could have had dancing lights going if it was getting really dark. Well, it's a cantrip, right? Yeah. Yep, so's mine. Nice. Okay, one by one, the 
creatures inch closer. Each one is well over six feet tall. Gray-skinned creatures with stooped postures, piggish faces, and heavy-set jaws with rather pronounced tusks. You recall seeing such a creature back in Bryn Shander's market. Each are dressed in cold-weather clothing, some grasping heavy wooden bows in hand while others have axes and shields painted with the image of a skull with three arrows vertically piercing through it. They're spacing out and they are definitely aiming to surround the party. So they're orcs? Yes. A lot of orcs. I, I don't speak orc. But we have someone who might. Nogwork is staring wistfully into the distance. <laughs> um, Nogwork. Yes? Can you speak orcish? Is that... Are you fluent in orcish? Oh, yeah, sure. Can you speak to uh, the people who are approaching us? Nogwork is gonna look at them. What do... <laughs> How intimidating do they look? Uh, let me describe the leader. That should give you a good idea. He's over seven feet tall, with dark gray skin, and sporting a thick beard wound into two heavy braids. He wears bulky scaled armor that ends with long greaves over a frayed open robe and has a wolf fur strewn over his right shoulder. His helmet is tall and ends with a long red plume of hair. The helmet, also interesting, has a metallic plate over one eye, the right eye, and his left eye is glowing red. As he's walking towards you, you can hear him chuckling to himself. <laughs> Look here, brothers. It seems Obel's eye is upon us. We have been offered these wayward travelers. Another one goes, I good meat is any. Are they saying this in Orcish? Yes. Oh, I think it's in... will trundle forward, stomp, 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 stomp. I think it's say hello in Orcish. Oi, look, boss. We got a half-breed. Yes, I see that. He advances a bit further. He kind of looks you over. Why are you dressed like some sort of child half-breed? I, mean, I guess I am a bit of a child compared to you, but... Don't be fooled. I, I am an adult. You have a mouth on you. Maybe I'll keep your jawbone as a trophy. Sounds ungood. Nogwurz is going to look at the party. I don't think they're friendly. What did they say? Um, they think we're a gift. A gift? But like, but like the kind you can eat. Oh, I see. And just as they're getting closer and they're now sort of stepping into Lily's firelight, you can tell these orcs look extremely gaunt. They're hungry. You get the impression they're starving. And the way that they're looking at you, they found something to eat. Barrett, uh, while watching Nogbert conversing and seeing them getting closer, was secretly getting the sleep spell ready. Oi. Yes, Seraphina. Lily, wasn't Garko. Where are you going oi to? Lily, Lily. Yes, uh, not oi. What's, what, what's the matter, other than everything? Much as I hate suggestiveness, these... Fellows look pretty hungry, and as much as I would rather fight, what if you offered your little berry things to them? Oh, the universal greeting. Give it a... Uh, Nogberg, uh, do they speak common? Uh, Nogberg turns, turns to them, I guess, asks in Orcish. They speak common? Lily actually hears about ten feet away to her right. What do you think we are, stupid? Of course we speak common. Another the one. Answer's yes. And we can hear every fucking word you're saying. Good, then you know I can feed you rather than fight. If you feed us, we eat for a meal. If we kill you, we eat for days. Dogberg looks around. I think I still think it would just be a meal. Hey, is that a comment about my height? Then Garko goes in front of Dogberg. Mm -hmm. Yes, Spirit's gonna cast sleep. 
Now you feel a slight breeze as the tides of magic flow around you and you cast sleep. Oddly, nothing happens. The orcs all kind of are staring at Zengarko who has his sword drawn. One of them kind of bobs back and forth and another just topples back into the snow. But the first one shakes it off pretty easily and glances over at his now unconscious companion. Aye, the hell are you doing? We're kind of fighting here. Get up. Aye. <laughs> Aye. Takes his spear and kind of pokes him. Wait, we should probably get involved before he... Oh, no. Guys. <laughs> the orc gets back up. What was the point uh, of the... that if no one's fighting? <laughs> I was sorry, don't know it came over me. <laughs> he gets back up. Thank you. <laughs> and everyone just looks at that orc, very confused. In the defense of Zengarko, he's not going to hit the opponent while it's down. None of them have attacked yet. Uh, they're going to attack us, guys. We got to go in combat. His blade is drawn. It's not like sleep has an explosion that we can tell. I just looked to my right, in the darkness, heard an orc fall over. If you move any further and threaten my party, I will unleash the cold upon you. Back off and leave now. Roll an intimidation check, but with disadvantage, you are wildly outnumbered. I'm Seraphine, a previously member of the Ironclaw Mercenaries. <laughs> Uh. And if you heard of us before, then you know that it's fair to accept my companion's gift of food instead of chomping, trying to chomp down on, on us. The almighty disadvantage six. Do you even play a song while you eat. Was, uh, was it against disadvantage? Yeah, it was disadvantage. You guys are outnumbered. Do you want me to roll intimidation uh, two? One second. A thing just may have happened. As everyone's focusing on this, uh, Probably be Sarah who'd notice this first. You look over at Spirit, who's staring very seriously into the fight. You can't help but notice that the fur around her whiskers is growing longer and longer and longer. All of the fur on her chin and all the fur going up to around her nose is growing longer and trailing down her face. Uh, Kitty, you alright? It's kind of getting warm in here. And then the hair is just fluff out and their feathers. Did you use your crazy magic again? Spirit is going to um, kind of like shout at the orcs and then brain her hands and clap them really loud but use thunderclap and shout at the same time. You better leave us alone or we will bring chaos on you. Is she actually casting the spell thunderclap? Yeah. It's a There's no one within five feet of her but the sound itself, the loud bursting sound can be heard. Okay. Yeah. You can also roll an advantage from her threat before, or you can do it. What's your intimidation? Uh, All right, you can roll it. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Lily has had enough and uh, we'll cast Thorn Whip on uh, the, the orc that she's pointed out on the map about 20 feet away. Okay. Hadouket. So the roots of the trees that she's standing near uprise and completely whiff. Oh, that's a critical fail. Good job, nature. The sleep spell they didn't recognize was the use of a spell, but Lily blatantly attacking, they they noticed. So I think we may need to roll some initiative. I agree. Ah, uh, yes, initiative. Let's do this. Let's kill some orcs. Okay. Everybody is on the table. Nogberg is starting. Boy. All right, Nogberg. This you is not this. a special situation for him at all. Um. <laughs> it's a good time for your spell that makes people run away, Nogberg. 
Elnogberg takes a step back, and he's going to use Dissonant Whispers on the leader guy. Okay, so what will that entail? So, uh, actually, one second, I will also post the info. So he begins to hear mildly concerning festive music in his head. And he has to do a wisdom save. Easily passes. I believe he still takes damage? Yeah, on a failed save, he takes 3d6. Uh, on a successful save, he takes half the damage. So roll the 3d6. You got oh, I, it already did 10. with the... So he takes so five. Take, the orc is st standing there. His companions are starting to close in. He kind of looks off to the side like, wait, what the hell is... Shakes his head and looks back at you. He looks... Then the leader just points his blade towards everyone and just calls out in orcish. KILL THEM ALL! This first orc steps up to Zengarko and takes a swing with his great axe and hard misses. Zengarko does a cool awesome dodge. The leader looks at that one like he's an embarrassment, steps forward, and he charges at Zengarko as well. Jesus Christ. Zengarko flourishes to the side again! <laughs> the orc's spear goes right to the side, and he looks at you and he grovel. And Zengarko growls back. <laughs> So far, not one orc has rolled above 10. I'm okay with this trend. Third orc also goes for Zengarko, because at least somebody has to hit him, hopefully. What's your armor class? 18. Okay, this, the first orc comes in with his great axe and swings, and Garko ducks to the side. The leader goes in with his spear, goes to stab Zengarko in the gut, and Garko parries it aside. And as he's flourishing, the orc from this comes up on his right side flank and brings his axe down into Zengarko's shoulder, doing 13 oh. slashing damage. Well then, they are very hungry, aren't they? Sikoro, you are up. All right. Sikoro sees the dire straits of his of his dear sweet friend. Let's see. He ru he rushes 15 feet to his right. I can't see anything past my point right here. I don't know if it's an orc right next to me or not. Where but are you? I'm going to now cast. Color spray. Sick. Where are you? You can't. I'm two spaces above boss orc. Oh, you're on top of another orc right now. Oh, is that right? Yes. I can't see him. So Sikro runs into another orc, which will be a problem for later. Okay, hold on. So it's ten feet. If an orc is right there, he obviously he'll. I don't want to walk into the boss, so I'll do five feet up for fifteen and five feet to the right. I'm still in melee, so I didn't trigger an attack, but I am going to cast Color Spray. Uh, uh, shoot, shoot, this messes me up so badly. Uh, how many feet did I move? Did I say 15 or 20? I think you did 20. Either way, I can move another 5 feet here. Is there another orc to my right? There? No. Yes. And an orc below me to the south? There's an, an orc, orc there. below you. Orc here. There is yeah, an orc right there. Orcs. Yeah. Wait, hold on, but in the space right beneath me, is there an orc no. right there? No. No orc there. Then I'm gonna throw. Then I'm going to move into that space. Regret you sir have so. A wish. I regret so many things, but if this works, I'm throwing out color spray. That is a 15 feet cone. Okay. Every orc who gets hit by this thing is up to a certain health is blinded, and I'm going to cast that at well the only level one because I don't have any level twos yet. All right, let's do this. I'm going to throw the cone in. Where's my little? Thing on Bob. Uh, it'll be a cone, so 15 foot. The rate, so it's going to hit the orc on the far left, and it's going to go all the way across. It's You're going hitting to hit. all but the orc on your left, essentially. Yes, I'm hitting everybody. Now, okay. if I roll high, this could be clutch. If I roll low, I'm boned. 
It didn't roll. So I will roll separately. <laughs> okay, that is 6d10. Okay, so plus one more. That is, oh, that was, that sucks. That is not anywhere near what I wanted. Okay, cool. That is 37 points of health. I think we have also inspiration if you want to try and re-roll that. Honestly, except for one, that I rolled a two. I'm not sure I'd want to, I would rather save the inspiration for something that'll save my life. Like what the is going to happen next? With the what, like what's going to happen next, yes. Okay, so 32 health worth of orcs has been blinded? 37. It's, I rolled five there, plus one more. So okay. it's 37 group, so 37 worth of health. Now do you choose? Uh, 15 foot originating from me. Or just uh, starting with the creature has the lowest current hit points and works his way up like a, sleep, like a sleep spell. Okay. So the orc closest to you glances in your direction and is immediately blinded. So when I'm dead, I will be making something with dark vision. <laughs> and the orc who just gashed Zengarko is also blinded. The leader, completely unaffected, and the one next to the leader, completely unaffected. Sekiro holds out his black orb, and from within, a flash of orange light erupts out, spraying a bounty of color and a massive conical strike that completely overlaps everybody, including Zengarko, actually. As he's casting it, he calls out for Zengarko to close your eyes! And the spell, whoom, it's actually quite pretty. Well, unfortunately, Zengarko closed his eyes, so he can't see it. Yeah, everyone sees this gout of, like, a rainbow-like energy come out of Sikoro's spell. The orcs are immediately blinded. The one right in front of Sikoro, cursing to himself at Orcish, takes his great axe and tries to swing it at the mage. What's your AC? 11, but what did you roll? Even if you have shield, how much the shield does increase it by? Five. Don't waste it. <laughs> okay. You just took 11 points of damage. The orc's axe swings and cleaves right into Sikro, practically knocking him off his feet with the force of the blow. Is Sikro alive? Yes. Okay. For little... Sikro is a tanky, tanky son of a gun, mate, wizard. <laughs> Mira and Moon are basically spinning around in circles with each other, trying to hide behind one another. But Moon eventually takes his bow and takes a shot, and his panic totally missing. <laughs> they're, they're behind us! They're everywhere! We can do this! Spirit's gonna shout at Moon. Half-breed! I will eat your flesh! I don't Dogberg? think I taste very good. Dogberg, what's your AC? Not good. 12. He did not roll well. You say 12? Yeah. He still missed. He rolled an 11. God, these orcs can't roll for shite. Probably for the best, honestly. <laughs> One of the orcs comes up from behind the party and takes a swing at Mira, practically knocking off her feet and taking out half of her health in one blow. And that brings us to Lily. Oh, just let me break up my fireball here. I don't have. That's just quitter talk. Alright, do I have a wild shape that will make sense here? Not overly. Not overly. Okay, uh... Well, I've got one right next to me trying to eat Nogberg, so uh, let's attack him. Okay. Quarter staff to the face. <laughs> hey. Unfortunately, you miss. So you take a swing, the orc bats at your weapon away with just one hand and just starts laughing. <laughs> Look at you, little meat, thinking you can fight. Well, I'll just have to blow him a kiss. And by blow him a kiss, I mean use my bonus action to take the fire in my hand and aim at his face. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Oh yes, fire in the face. Everyone wants that. And that definitely does hit. That's three damage, or do you add anything else to it? Nope, nope. It's, 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 uh, 
Can't trip. Fancy version of light, but I can take as a bonus action. <laughs> so the orc says, So you think you can fight? You just put your hand up. <laughs> Goff. <laughs> Lily defiantly stands in front of the orc and uh, brandishes her shield and staff and, you know, kind of shrugs. Yeah, I, I can fight a little. Okay. The next orc up is the one to Sycaro's left, who is not blind. Uh-huh. You are so lucky that he's not slightly repositioned before I rolled this dice. Um, or you would I have taken... Wanna... Your health I and damage. Don't want to be that guy. How, wait, how much damage did I take already? I can't remember. Was it 11? Uh, 11 or 13? No, 11. I took 13. Okay, I took 11, so I'm down to 7. I got. I forgot to adjust that. Uh, I don't want to be that guy. I, I, don't I rolled wanna get... the attack first. I don't I, want to kill Sikoro, but I'm blind. Oh, so I should have advantage? I can't see anything because I'm in pitch black. So if he's attacking me right now, he does have advantage. Okay, so the orc sees Sikoro cast the torrent of light towards his companions and then grabs his axe in both hands and swings and sends Sikoro flying with 16 points of damage. Could still shield though, with the second roll. He rolled a 25. Well then. What if, what stats are we using on these orcs? Jesus Christ. Basic Wait, how orcs. Much did he do? Wait how, hold on, how much damage did he do? 16. 16? I'm okay. Yeah. I'm, un- so I'm unconscious. But I'm yeah, okay. you're unconscious. You're not dead, dead. But you you're don't almost... have to roll saving throws. <laughs> not yet. That's good. Okay, Sikoro. Sikoro! Dramatic. Spirit, was... what is your oh, AC? Mine? Yep. Oh, uh, horrible. Spirit, uh, as you're going, as you go, Sikoro! You see a javelin just fly right past your face. Oh, boy. <laughs> Zengarko, you are up. So Zengarko is pissed. So a 50-foot cone, would that hit the three that are in front of him? 50 or 15? 15. It would hit two of them. If he moved back a tiny bit, would he hit them? Yes, but you'd also take... It would have hit three of them. It would hit the one in front of Sikril, right? Well, it depends on where he aims it. Well, it's from him. The ice, the breath. I mean, is he aiming it this way or is he aiming it this way? Which direction are you aiming it? Or this way. The one that would hit the most and get... I guess people off of Sikoro, so... Well, if you aim it at Sikoro, you're gonna hit him. So way, slightly away from him. Um, so you, can... you could probably move here, and then aim downward to get three of them. Yeah, definitely could do that. Would that but be that attack of opportunity? It won't be yes. attack of opportunity. There would be oh. two attacks of opportunity. Oh, because you're moving on this guy's start. Yeah. The other one is blind, so that one will probably miss with disadvantage. This one would be the one you worry about. All right. First of all, I'm gonna use second wind. And these green hit points equal one d ten. So work hit hard. Apparently. Gee. So yeah. seven plus my fighter level. So two. So I gain nine health points back. Puts you back at full health. Yes. And then I am going to. Yeah, uh, he's gonna attempt to move. So do your attacks of opportunity. We'll do the disadvantage first, the blinded fellow. He, he misses. And the second one, double natural ones. Well, nice. So and you take no damage. <laughs> like I said, I gave you warning. And he is going to use his breath weapon on those three. Aiming down? Yep. Okay. So that is... So eight plus constitution modifier plus proficiency bonus. So it's eight plus two plus... What's your con? Con is... 
a two. I'm a 15, so. Uh, you roll... Oh, for your... The DC. Yeah, so it's a 12. Yeah. On a failed stave, they still take damage. They take half of yeah. what I roll. You gotta roll 2d6 for the damage. Mm-hmm. So do that as I'm lagging through this. Ooh. Eight. Not too shabby. Every little bit helps right now. Okay, the big guy rolled a 12 on the dot. So he succeeds, right? Correct. So he takes four. And the other two fail. So they take the full eight damage. We might have knocked and half he's, of their health. Yeah, and also gonna do action surge and attack the one that's not blind that hit Sikoro uh, with okay, his blade. And I'm gonna miss. <laughs> What'd you roll? I'm still lagging a little bit. I rolled, Ooh. it turned out to be an eight, but that doesn't hit. No. Were you attacking the blind one? No, I was attacking the one that's not oh. blind. If he was attacking the blind one, it would have been a hit. Yeah. yeah, still did damage. And that's my turn. You still did possibly the most damage out of the whole party this turn. <laughs> Though Sarah might change that in a second. Mira is going to cast Shield of Faith on Zengarko to increase his AC by two. Ooh, nice. And otherwise, she's going to just cower as his orcs. I bet to kill her. Sarah that's is up. Nice. Sarah? Uh Sarah's gonna go over to this orc, which means that he's now in, uh... He is flanked. Flanked. First she'll be like, and someone dance, and then she will attack. Okay. With her longsword. Because it's a longsword, are you doing it two-handed or one? One. Oh my lordy. Holy shit! Uh, So we have the double ones, and now we have the double crit. Yeah. Where was that for the intimidation? (laughs) So the orc hears, so you wanna dance? He goes, I don't dare. As he's turning around, you just bring your blade up and slash his throat wide open. Blood gushes out onto Sarah's face, and the orc grabs his throat, spasms, and falls over dead. Nice. That frees us up to do stuff. Okay. See you anyway. Did you want to do anything else? You do have bonus action, and you technically do have action surge and a bit of movement left. That one to your right, Seraphina, is blinded. So that would be advantage again sure. if you wanted to hit him. What is action surge? You can take another attack. Am I allowed to so you can attack? Yeah, All using right. action surge. So I'm going to go over here. And then since this blind... Oh yeah, I have advantage because it's blind, right? Correct. Yep. So as long as you hit and you roll decently, you'll have two in one turn. Here we go. She's going to scoot over and attack again with her longsword. Okay. Advantage helped. Yeah. Advantage definitely helped. But you rolled just one short of killing him. So the orc is blind, he's covered in freeze burn, and then you just ram your sword into his thigh and rip it back out. The orc lets out a howl of pain. And spirit, you are up. Spirit, I Great. see one to the south behind the tree. Let me just roll one more random dice here for who's close. Okay. Nogberg, you suddenly feel very light on your feet. Spirit has a unwittingly cast fly on Nogberg. Going on. <laughs> At the beginning of the fight when you did sleep, I rolled a two on your magic table. So for the next minute, every turn, no matter what, I have to roll something new for the next <laughs> full minute. That's why you lost all your fur, have a beard, feathers, feather beard, and now Nogberg is flying. Um, I'm going to probably move Spirit up this way, right Spirit, here. Can you help Mira? That's what I'm doing. Yes, I'm on it. And then she's going to cast Chromatic Orb. Okay. So what kind uh, of damage are you doing? Well, she did see Zengarko do cold damage, and they did seem to like it very much. So she's probably going to go with cold. Okay. Now roll the hit. Nope. And because my 
Wild magic's just gonna be rolled anyways. I will activate Tides of Chaos. Okay. So I have advantage and... Lucky you had advantage because that makes it hit. Yeah. So could have rolled better with the dice. The damage dice though. Yeah. So what ends up happening is Spirit kind of like puts her hands together as uh, like the energy starts collecting in her hands and as she does it, Ice Orb shows and then she just flings it at the orc in front of Mira. Yeah, the orc is chuckling, stepping towards her. She's backing into Moon and Moon is backing into her. And then the orc is just wham, right in the side of the face with this coal and it just freezer burns, darkens the skin and just howls in agony, looks at you. And you can see a glint of rage on his face. Well, I think I got him off Mira. Spirit's gonna shout. Great news. As Lily said, as Lily said, say great news. A javelin flies up from the other side of the tree and hits her for eight piercing damage. How? By the way, my image before the spirit hit, the spear hit spirit was her you know, like feather beard moving, like dancing around with her, majestically in the wind. Yes! <laughs> oh, oh no. Okay, Nogberg is up. Well, Nogberg is, I guess, mildly confused and concerned. Um, well, he's gonna trundle over here and okay. attack. Can I- you can attack on diagonals, right? Yes. I'll attack this guy. Okay, it's gonna bump him on the head. The nice- a nice solid bonk. <laughs> yeah, you- you killed him. Oh, sorry! So Nogberg just takes out this long sword and BOOM! Right into his head. Kind of blinks, looks, tilts his head over and sees this sword is embedded in the orc's head. It just- Expression goes slack and it just collapses. Want to do anything else? Um, not you are a... a bard. You are a bard. Or a spell less. I mean, action spell? is bardic inspiration a bonus? I believe it can be. I think it is, isn't it? It. Yes, it. Yes, it That's is. That's how I remember it, at least. Yeah. And I remember it gives you quite a lot of it to play with. Inspire someone. He starts to. Uh, Hum a gentle, cheery tune, and Zengarko is feeling rather inspired. Much appreciated, Nogberg. Have a holly jolly season. That orc is dead, so big guy's up. <laughs> my season will be my blade slashing through these orcs for daring to attack us. That was the winter of your discontent. So the the orc in charge lifts up one hand, closes it while saying something in orcish. He casts spiritual weapon and then follows it up with a spear attack, swinging at the dragonborn who just wounded his honor. With ice to the face. Yes. Nogberg's floating in the air, right? So... <laughs> yes, technically Nogberg does have fly cast on him, yes. <laughs> yeah. Wait, he does? I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, because... on Spirit's turn, you just started floating. Oh, well then. Okay, uh, I'm pretty sure your armor is over 13, so he misses. Yeah, it's now 20. Okay, so the orc between Nogberg and Sarah is still blind as a bat and is just swinging wildly. Uh, Sarah, what is your armor class? 18. He misses. Sikoro, we need your first saving throw. Roll a d20. D20. Yeah. All right, rolling, rolling, rolling. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Stop. It wasn't a one. <laughs> it wasn't a one. It wasn't a one. One fail. So one fail. If one of those orcs decides to take a swing at me, that's it. The blind orc still thrashing and wildly is not hitting Sikoro because Sikoro's on the ground, but swings and manages to clip Zangarko's arm 
dealing five slashing damage. He hit above a 20? A 22. Dang. He got so a how much damage? And a 23 at five. So you, I think he rolled like an 18 and a 19. Okay. Okay. Moon takes another ranged shot at the orc hiding behind the tree and misses again. This orc is dead. Stop drinking. Mira's friend is no longer very interested in Mira because he just got attacked. So he shoves her and goes after Spirit. No, 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 no. Charges at her. You are lucky that he rolled very poorly for damage. He does four slashing damage with his great axe. He swings and he cleaves your... <laughs> Hairless body. Ow! No, Miss Bigglesworth. I mean, spirit. This orc, the one above Zengarko, glances down at his companions and then looks at Sikoro, reaches down and grabs Sikoro by the leg and starts pulling back. Can Zengarko attack him? Have you taken a reaction this turn? She is not, actually. Then you can. And you can. All right. Attack of opportunity. Unfortunately, you, you miss. So he drags Sekiro 15 feet away. The love just isn't there. He's... Zangarko's gonna have to disengage and get attacked on. Okay, Lily, you are up. On seeing uh, Spirit get attacked, uh, Lily's eyes kind of just blaze over. She's kind of seeing red, it looks like. Um, question, though, before I take my action. Can you take a bonus action and then take your regular action? Or does that have to be the other way around? Go in either order. All right. Lily will... Rather briskly shout out an order as she casts Healing Word on Mira. Okay. She will, in no uncertain terms, tell her to go help uh, to heal uh, Sakaro. Oh, there we go. Very nice for Healing Word. And that was followed by and, a go heal Sakaro? Yeah, but it comes out a little growly because Lily is turning into a wolf. Oh. And uh, she is literally going to go for the throat on the uh, orc that is attacking spirit. So, uh, going for a biting charge with pack tactics, plus four to hit. That's a standard wolf? Yeah, standard wolf. It's the best I can do right now. Okay. And uh, she doesn't do a very good job of it, maybe because it's her first time as a wolf. Roll twice. You have advantage with pack tactics. Oh, Backwards. yes. There we go. See, that hits. All right. So, 2d4 plus two piercing damage. If the target is a creature, it must succeed at a DC 11 uh, saving, strength saving throw will be knocked prone. How much damage did you do? 2d4 plus two. Okay. I will I am saving. right now. So the blood goes flying as I uh, grab, as Lily grabs a calf and tries to tip the orc over. He, oh wow. I was about to say, orcs, the kind of strength is what they do, but he somehow managed to roll a five. Maybe it was the sight of the hundred pound girl turning into a wolf and jumping at him. I don't know. <laughs> so he is prone, which means if spirit wants, she can attack him with advantage, unless she uses a spell. I don't know what to do about Sakaro, guys. He's getting—he's getting pulled away for dinner. Well, I, I grabbed some pretty clear instructions. <laughs> Sengarko's gonna disengage and uh, get attack of opportunity while he chases after his friend. On that note, as you keep your mind, so you'll notice Amira looks at over at Sakaro after being healed, and you can tell she, just by looking at the fact she has to get through two orcs to get there, she does not look excited for the prospect. Spirit just takes another six points of damage as she's distracted by the orc. A javelin comes flying through the air and knocks her in the side. Ooh, Spirit's not looking good, guys. She is now probably... Yeah, she looks hurt. Is she joining Sikoro on the ground? Uh, after four more points of damage, she is. Okay, so, so it's not team ground. <laughs> team ground soon. <laughs> <laughs> the joys of early spellcasters. Suddenly you hear a... <laughs> 
as bursting onto the scene comes a giant, it's hard to describe, it's a towering polar bear on two feet with huge arms that reach almost down to its feet and it's carrying this massive battle axe in hand. This creature's hair is like styled into braids and decorated with metal beads. It wears a leather cord necklace with fangs and feathers and it's wearing what looks like an apron covered in metallic almost like fish hooks the bear just barrels into combat i see what you did there <laughs> barrels is this something that's on our side or on their side <laughs> that's a good question I, actually i like your optimism the bear runs in and just takes a wide swing with the axe cleaving off the head of the orc that was dragging sicaro thank you oh. <laughs> And then it turns to the orc leader who looks at her and goes, Leave us be, Winter Walker. This chattel is ours. The bear just wow. looks at him. Then we are at an impasse. Zangarko, you're up. Noticing that Sikoro is saved, turns to the orc chief or leader. You're going down. And attempts to whack him for 11 uh, slashing damage. That actually hits, hits too. Nice. Barely hits, but it hits. Your blade carves across his ringmail armor, and he staggers back. <sighs> he actually takes a second. He realizes, doing so good anymore. You had a warning. Leave or die. He looks around. He looks almost a little panicked. But then he looks at you, and he just smiles. Grinch smiles upon us this day. We shall see if it is a smile. And Garko says with a growl. Mira had to use her bonus action, her actual action to dash to get to Sikoro, but I'm not sure if she has a healing spell that's a bonus action. She does not. So she has to wait until next turn to get a heal in. So don't roll a one. <laughs> that was advisable no matter what, though. Okay. Look, it's a, one in, it's a one in 20 chance that I die instantly, but also one in 20 chance that I get up instantly. Okay. Exactly. Oh, oh, uh, I need to roll another dice. Shit, I was not expecting this. Oh, my wild magic uh, triggered. Oh no, Lily's beside me. And the prone orc. Maybe I'll become a flying. I get Tides of Chaos back though. Oh god, you just turned the orc into a... You just polymorph the orc into an elephant. The Tides of Magic begin to wave wildly around Spirit and then shifting next to her. The snow is getting thrown about wildly. It's a moment of utter chaos. And as it clears, a white unicorn with a golden mane materializes on the spot. No <laughs> fucking way. Everyone, it's Charlie! Oh no. The unicorn's hooves touch the ground. It shakes its hair, flowing elegantly in the wind. And then it looks at Spirit. A spirit hears in her mind. Hello, spirit. Nice to see you again. Charlie, we need help. I believe that uh, Lily the Wolf speaks for everyone when she says, Oh, her? Uh, spirit kind of points to where Sakaro is. I'm just like, how How am I getting these rolls? <laughs> okay, the I will actually take his turn on Spirit's turn. I think unicorns have the ability to heal, if I remember correctly. Charlie. Sorry, I, I had to have my brain register the word gallops over to sikoro's side accruing an attack of opportunity 
That does hit and does solid damage to him. He lets out a pained sound before lowering his head to Sikoro's side and casting healing touch. I am genuinely confused by the fact that I rolled exactly as I did to get Charlie. There was three other unicorn options. <laughs> Sikoro surges to life as healing magic pours into his body. His eyes bleary. Flutter open, and he looks up to see a white unicorn. And a giant werebear with an eye patch. And Mira. And a very confused looking Mira, yes. <laughs> you healed 15. Holy. And you hear in your mind, Do not worry, my friend. I am here to save you. Thank you, Charlie. Spirit says bad out loud. Sarah, you are up. That was. Interesting. Now, my friend, uh, you and I are in the middle of something. Uh, she's gonna finish off that one orc she attacked. Okay. In this yep, Okay. Yep. Is action surge per turn, or is it like per? Encounter? I believe you. It's you only happened. get one till short rest. Till short rest. Okay. So that Same orc with was second still wind. Swinging wildly, Sarah ducks under and just drives the blade right into his heart. Then yanks it out with a flourish. The orc drops on his knees and then face plants in the snow. I still kind of can't see shit on the map. I can only see around the circle. That's a disadvantage of not having good night vision. Shite. Okay. All right. So now I'm going to... I can't do that second attack, right? Did you do it already? No, I no, I didn't. I only did the no. one attack. Action surge she already did last turn. Yeah. No, no, you can't do it again. Okay. You have to but wait till short get rest. Out position. So, oh, pardon? You can move into a new position for next turn. Yeah, can I move uh, over here? Yeah. Okay, I'll move over there. And that orc is on the ground, so unless he gets up for hand, you'll have an easy shot at him. Advantage just for being prone. Yep. He also needs an action to get up, right? Uh, half he can his swing from the ground with disadvantage. He use half his movement to get up, and he can take a swing. As Sarah runs by, a javelin shoot flies right past her head. Oh wait, I actually never got spirit's turn. No, because yeah. you took Charlie's turn on Spirit's turn. Yeah, you yeah. can still go. Okay. My apologies. <laughs> no worries. I was like, oh, yes, my plans. And then I noticed that I'm, I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> there is no plans. There's only chaos. <laughs> uh, Spirit, upon seeing uh, Charlie, have gotten hit. Even though she knows that there's an orc in front of her, she's always been the type of person worried about others. So she's going to swing an attack at the orc that hit Charlie. Okay. So she's going to do another Hermetic Orb attack, activating Tides of Chaos because it's spirit and she always does that. Oh, that <gasps> orc just explodes. What damage did you use? Critical roll, uh, ice damage. You cast the Chromatic Orb and it's almost like when Zingarko froze the goblins, you just see these icicles coming off the side, flowing away from her and the orc is completely encased in ice. Hey, this was great stuff. I got you, Charlie! Spirit shouts. <laughs> he turns and he just whinnies at you. <laughs> now everyone now knows that Spirit was not lying. Never assumed Spirit was lying. I just didn't think she'd be able to do it again. Like I said, I have a D4 prepared and I created four unique unicorns. She happened to, just by luck, get Charlie. Her one friend unicorn. Yes, the other ones are just like, who the f*** is this? But Spirit always thinks every unicorn is Charlie. <laughs> Okay, Nogberg, you're up. You're still flying. 
How high up is Nogberg anyway? Uh, that is part of the restrictions of the fly spell. Let me double check that. I think he has control of it, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, you could choose. Oh, okay. Well then. I think it's like yeah. a movement thing, right? You you have a flying speed of 60 feet for the one for a 10 minute duration. Well. <laughs> then afterwards you fall. Nogberg casually drifts over here <laughs> and raises a sword. <laughs> the orc and... looks up. <laughs> what? The fuck? This festive man, just <laughs> half orc, hovering <laughs> above him with a long sword. All he's missing is a sled and some reindeer. It's a, it's a tragedy, really. <laughs> and that hits. The orc is just staring up at you, confused, like he doesn't understand what's happening. So you bring the sword down and you carve in half his face before he realizes, oh wait, I'm under attack. Still alive, but barely. Now, Sikra, how long does your blindness last? A minute? My blindness lasts because I am the wizard and I've memorized all of my spells. Obvious. Obviously, it lasts. I'm blind until the end of your next turn. So when I rolled my last save, the blindness would have fallen off. Okay, so they're not blind anymore. No, they're not blind anymore. Take that blindness off of you. Level one spells, right, Scott? Sleep would have had them down for eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> About that. That's my last level one spell, too. So the next orc up, just the blindness finally fades. He blinks, he blinks, he looks around, he sees Zengarka with blood coating his sword. He sees his, his chieftain wounded, and he sees pretty much everyone else is dead. I thought the chieftain's up. He is. Oh, oh sorry, I meant him. Yeah. I got mixed up. No worries. He's a fanatic, so he's fine. The other orc is the one who just got unblinded. Run or die. Double check the damage on spiritual weapon. So the orc is looking at Zengarko. He's going to go in for the attack, and then this ghostly spear that's hovering over his shoulder darts right past Zengarko, completely side-swinging the Dragonborn and going right for Spirit's back. Spirit! Huh? Behind you! You are very lucky. It did three damage. Ow. So as Spirit turns, she sees this kind of sickly, yellow, almost glowing ethereal spear pierce right into your chest. Spirit cries out and kind of like, looks like she is teetering on the edge. And then the orc takes advantage of Zengarko's distraction to stab him for another 12 points of damage. Sakaro is up. Hesperos is standing valiantly over him. The werebear is looking down at him. Mira is looking up at those two like, what the fuck is happening? And all Sikoro sees without, his dark, without dark vision is just nothing. It's just big shapes in the dark. All he sees is what's in that cone. I can see... Uh, I can't see the chief! Damn it, I can't see the chief! Well, you did hear that spirit uh, got really hurt, and you have a I unicorn did. shiny mane in front of you, and a werebear right in front of your face. I, I know, but I really wanted to hit the chief. I'm down to three. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I can't hit the chief. I know that orc is dead. Uh, there's the prone orc with a light coming off of uh, Lily, I guess. Is there a light Char coming off Charlie? Does Charlie have light? For some reason, I thought so, but I don't think so. I have it up here. 
No, it doesn't look like he glows. He glitters. He cast light, but I think so, right? No, he has Detect Good and Evil, Druid, Craft, Pass of the Strace, Calm Emotions, Dispel Good and Evil, and Entangle. The unicorn casts a shimmering magical field around itself or another creature that sees within 60 feet. It gets a bonus plus 10 EC until the unicorn's S turn. This is frick. Unicorns are freaking cool. They get legendary actions. Yes, yeah. they do. <laughs> Unicorns are freaking cool, man. All right, so without that, what orcs can I see, Dungeon Master? Because it only looks more clear. And I can see. That's pitch black. Oh, you barely see this one, I'd say. Okay, there is an orc there, though. Yeah. But isn't uh, he dead? It's, yes, he is dead. <laughs> what living orcs can I see? Spirit froze that one. No, it's only this one down here. I and can't see one, that one. You can attack, but with disadvantage. You know they're there. I do. I'm, I was unconscious until, Fair like, point. now. Till now. Did the chief or did anyone else make noise recently while I was conscious? Yes, the chief who just attacked Spirit and then attacked Zengarko. His ass is getting a blast of magic missiles. Which automatically hits. Even if I can't see him, he's taking damage automatically. Uh, I is I for, I don't think legend I don't think spiritual weapon is concentration, is it? It is not. Well, then you don't have to roll three concentration checks for each missile. Okay. That's 1d4 plus 1. Yes, yeah, so I have to roll this three times, which is stupid. Alright, so I do five. Wow! What? You what? rolled 4 plus 1. Oh, I did roll 4 plus 1. Okay, so that's 1. That's 5. That's 5. I was... Okay, that's good. 2, Two. and 3. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the power of the love compels you. <laughs> you weren't kidding about the ass blasting. <laughs> that is 14 points of damage from magic missiles. I am angry. So Zengarko is, turns, worn spirit, takes the spear to the side, turns back and he sees this twisting arcane cables of energy just shoot through the air and boom, boom, boom! The orc is nearly knocked off his feet with the force of them. He looks fucked up. Sikoro's standing there, half Sikoro's standing there, actually pretty confidently. That heal put him up to almost max. And he's standing there hand out each arcane blast coming out with an orange shot the only light that can even approach him right now other than the shimmering unicorn is a soft orange glow coming up that black orb he uses an arc as an arcane focus and he looks determined okay the orcs are really dwindling in number i'm gonna just sort of a morale check so the orc immediately to zangarko's right hey <sighs> He looks at his dead companions. He looks at the meat not being dead. He just runs. Attack of opportunity. If Zengarko wants to take it. Zengarko is kind of pissed. But go ahead. Strike him in his back. Zengarko's blade cleaves across the orc's back. It staggers, but finishes its movement and takes his bonus action and action to disappear from the map. He just runs. Then Zenkarko flicks the blood off, looking at the chief. You are next. Run or die. All right, Moon's turn, huh? Moon? He steals this kill, I swear to God. Sneaks around Moon's Sarah, <laughs> then jumps on the prone orc and shoves his short sword into his heart. That's good. And he feels satisfied, and then he remembers, wait a minute, the heart's on the, oh shit. He stabbed him on the right side, not the left. So the orc is screaming in pain, but is not dead. But he does have a tabaxi sitting on him now. It became very chaotic very quickly. <laughs> uh, you have spirit. 
This is true. Okay, the orc shoves Moon off of him and then hits him with the butt of his axe, knocking Moon on his ass and taking a solid chunk of his health off. But the orc is now on his feet and looks around. He's utterly surrounded. He looks over. He sees Sarah. He thinks, okay, I can knock her out of the way and goes to make her run for it. So Sarah, Lily, and Moon and Spirit can all do attacks of opportunity. Neat. So this guy basically has- Way there, big boy. Oh, what the? That, what? Uh, so that is a 10 and a 20 to make up for my pack tactics. Oh, okay, okay. So it's a natural 20. So that is, that is a critical hit. Yes, that's a natural 20. My advantage, I got 24. You had advantage because he was between Spirit and you. Uh, I rolled a 15. You I literally know. all hit. Would a critical hit on a 2d4 become a 3d4 or a 4d4? I'd say it becomes a 3d4. Because with a great weapon, you don't, a great sword, you only get the one extra dice. Alright, Lily does 8 damage, and uh, it's a DC 11 strength check to not get tripped. But I don't think that's going to be an issue, because I think he's going to be dead. Uh, yeah. So the orc goes to run, Spirit slashes the back his back with her claws. Sarah brings her arm down and cuts off his freaking arm. And Lily, as the orc tumbles, pulls and pulls and pulls, you hear this unpleasant sound as the leg is torn off. So this orc is like super dead. <laughs> like you don't get more dead than this orc is right now. He did, suffice to say, he did not get away. So I think we're down to the leader and these two cowering javelin throwers. Yep. Lily is up. And if the werebearer is a bad guy. Lily will turn around with a uh, lupine fury in her eyes and an orc leg in her mouth. And she will turn 180 degrees at the guy who's been taking leisurely pot shots with javelins. And she is going to gallop at him and try to kill him. It's a fair oh, choice. Let's go here, though. Oh, I got pack tactics anyway. Let's go here. So now that I know how the d20s work, let's do it correctly. Rolling with advantage, plus four to hit. And... I'll take the second. So that's a 22 to hit. For nine damage and DC 11 strength check to avoid being tripped. So Lily puts down the leg of Orc just long enough to get a good grip on this leg. Uh, the Orc rolled a six, so he's on his butt. And it's the Werebear's turn. It looks down at Sikoro. Would you say you're sitting, laying down still, or would you stand up? I stood up. I stood up to cast magic missiles. Puts a gigantic hand on your shoulder and says, You stay here. And then just starts walking south. So this gigantic bear lumbers south, takes the axe, smashes it into her second hand, so she's holding with both. Stride kind of picks up pace. She goes up to the orc chieftain and you just watch as the axe goes down and his arm holding the spear goes off. The orc is screaming and rage in fear and in pain but he's not yet dead which makes it very convenient that zangarko is up <laughs> he's literally at one health if you angle this right you have advantage <laughs> oh can zangarko move yeah you didn't really get range, attacked no no you'd have to move further away for an attack of opportunity all right i want you does he hit a 16 Barely hits, but it hits. So how do you want to do this? Garko is going to take his blade, stab it through where it would be a weakness in the armor, and literally drag the blade up until it comes out. Like basically from the weakness in the armor, big gash in the side. So the way if the armor a... is designed, there is a small openings under the shoulder. So from the so shoulder the to the... the shoulder and pork goes up and right 
through the joint and out where the collarbone is. Yep. The orc, this glowing red eye, is staring at Zangarko in surprise, and then he goes limp. And then Zarko will flick the blood clean from his blade and bow to the werebear. Thank you. These orcs don't belong this far north. Still two more left. Then we will drive. Oh no, they're they're running away. So if anything, I will give both Lily and Nogberg an attack of opportunity at this one remaining orc before he runs away. Alright. I'll take the second one on the pack tactics for 16. 16 hits. It's gotta find my thing. That is 8 damage and another strength check to avoid being tripped. Okay, I'll do the strength. Because if he's tripped, that takes out pretty much the rest of his movement. That is the fail. <laughs> Safe to say, Nogberg is floating there for a second as this wolf savagely rips apart this orc. And at some point, there's blood flailing in the air. Nogberg thinks he almost caught an intestine at one point. Uh, it's, it's, it's not pleasant what you're watching. He's and just hovering there slightly. It's very unnerving. Imagine Lily finishes with a howl of the moon. As that's happening, Charlie just kind of walks down to Spirit, pokes her in the pokes her in the arm. Spirit uh, would have laid down on the ground. Uh, she has a few things against her. One, she's injured. Two, she now is super cold for some reason without any fur. Spirit is healed by twelve. And Spirit actually hasn't eaten for twenty-four hours, so yeah, she's not looking good. How much health was it? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Charlie. The unicorn kind of just looks around at all these dead bodies and looks back at Spirit and she hears in her mind, It seems you've been busy since last I've seen you. <laughs> you can say that. She'll put arms around Charlie to give him a hug. It's nice to see you again. You haven't been eating. I. She kind of pauses. Oh, I must have been so worried about my clan I was forgetting. You get a head tilt. I teleported away from my clan, Charlie. That is not good. No, I'm supposed to be the one that's destined to protect them, and I'm away from them. Stops and sort of tilts his head. Spirit, I wish you well, but unfortunately our time together is ending. I will see you again, Charlie. Thank you, as always, for the help. He gives a sagely nod and just evaporates on the spot. Is everyone alright? Uh if any of you wizard types got that prestidigitation thing, I'm a little covered in blood. Nogberg just floats up from behind a tree, holding a long sword. Yeah, Nogberg's flying for another eight minutes. Seeing that Lily is approaching Spirit, Sinkarko goes up to Sikoro and Mira. Are you both alright? I'm fine. I seeing it like I'm... here's the dragonborn coming up with his injuries, but he's like, are you guys okay? Mira kind of has this thousand yard stare. She's just visibly perplexed by the fact she was just looking at a unicorn and there's this giant werebear currently poking a dead bodies nearby. It's, it's a lot. Speaking of, Sarah's actually going to go up and talk to the uh, werebear. Okay, so as you walk up, you see her look, well, it, looking down at the orc, reaches down and picks up the helmet, kind of looks at it. Interesting. Then looks over at you. Hello, small one. Pretty decent moves back there, friend. Thanks for the assist. These orcs should not roam this far north of the spine of the world. This is not their land. Pretty well starving for the most part. I believe they may have been looking for food. And fortunately for them, they came across us. I think you're right. Just looking how skinny they are. Places that sometimes, no offense, but... 
bears will often, if they are running out of food, will go into towns. Same as wolves. Maybe they were going the same way. It looks at you. I assure you. And it just... Its form changes again into that of a about a nine foot tall, gray skinned, almost human looking entity, which you would know as a Goliath. I am more welcome in the ten towns than they would be. I am Oya. Holy shit. Zephina Tealeaf at your service. Former member of the Iron Claw mercenaries. She puts out a hand to shake. The Goliath extends their hand and shakes yours. She of course gives her, you know, Tough, tough, uh, tough girl shake, you know? Kind of like squeezing the hand. Yeah, like what she did with, uh, um, Zingarko. That earns a quirked eyebrow, considering she's three times your size. Heard an orc blood. She takes the helmet, which has the one eye covered over by a sheet of metal, and puts it on your head. Fit. It's way too big, but you can act- If I were to guess, I would say it's enchanted. The, the Goliath looks around. Now, the helmet actually does exist, but it's called the Dread Helm. It's a fearsome steel helmet that makes your eyes glow red while you wear it. But because he's an Eye of Groomsh, his left eye is plated over, so you only get to see through your right eye. I, like, like, you know, make it so I can see through both my eyes. You have to damage the helmet to do so. Aww. Ah. Pretty impressive, although I can only see out of one eye. I wonder if she I can change it to make- She looks down at you with her one eye currently in an eye patch. <laughs> oh. You don't say. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, meant no offense, friend. None was taken. After Zenkarko made sure Sikoro and Mira are okay, he would then go to- Oya. The bear, Oya, looks around. Well, she's a Goliath now, I should say. Where are you heading, exactly? We were heading to the nearest town. Our goal is to get to... Looking to get to East Haven. Ah, well then. Let me see you there. Thank you. My name I... is Zengarko. Zengark. Zengarko Nora. You fought quite well. Are you a druid-like... My companion. Looks over at a uh, blood-soaked lily. <laughs> By the way, uh, is currently nudging spirit to make sure spirit's okay, right? <laughs> no, no, uh, she, lily isn't human form. She just covered oh. in blood. Yeah, just hugging spirit. Yeah. yeah. Spirit's going to be casting presentation to help clean up lily. Sorry. It's okay. Sorry. And then she'll look at, and spirit will look at moon. Are you okay, moon? Yes, Spirit, I, I'm alright. A little, um, frazzled, that's all. Okay. Spirit's, like, shaking cold. Okay, Sarah's gonna now start to make her round and search the, uh, orcs, while still keeping on her lovely head the, uh, very awesome helmet. Give me one, give me one mo moment, my lady. He says to the new Goliath companion, Oya. Yeah. Oya? Oh, yeah. Oya. Oh, yeah. Oya. Oh, yeah. O-Y-A. Oya. Oh, yeah. She has a much longer name, but oh, she's yeah. not even going to try to get you guys to pronounce it right. One moment. Spirit. Uh, when Sagarko walks up, Lily is putting extra layers from herself onto Spirit. <laughs> hey. Sagarko will take from his uh, bat pack, uh, take out his winter blanket, cover Lily, and then take off his winter scarf and wrap it around. Uh, like he wrapped the blanket around uh, Spirit and the scarf. That should keep you warm too. I think your fur grows back. Which you'll notice, 
It looks like it's already starting to, like surprisingly quickly. When you're warm again, you can return the things when you're ready. It's like, are you okay, Sangarko? You look very injured. Spirit's gonna point at all the injuries in Sangarko. In fact, he looks like uh, Swiss cheese. Yeah. I will be fine. I don't think you're fine. I think you need some healing. Mira, Spirit's gonna call out, but her voice is not as loud as usual. He kind of, she's kind of half carrying Sikoro back towards the road. Uh, yes. I think Sangarko needs healing, but he's being Sangarko. <laughs> Zekro, wait for uh, a moment. I am fine. Mira walks up from behind you and she casts Cure Wounds on Zengarko. Lily's gonna cast Goodberry. I've got ten meals here. Each one of them's good for a little bit of healing. Who's hungry? One to spirit. She has not eaten in however long the unicorn said. I have not eaten as well. I have also, only had Also, are we tea. going to talk about the fact that there is a unicorn here? Charlie, I'm... I, I met him when I was like... Seven, and I accidentally... Oh, yeah, I should probably eat. As Lily's probably shoving the good berry to spirit. Yeah. They're still in there. Mm. And then she'll kind of munch on the good berry, kind of pouting a bit. What? They taste good. I wanted uh, to talk about Charlie. Or... <laughs> Roll an investigation for looting the bodies. Okay. Good berries do restore one hit point, and Lily will eat one. How many are there? Um, eight left. For anyone who wants one. Take one while I'm in, while I'm looting. Okay. I think everyone will probably take one. I, take yeah, it's enough to feed everyone. Spirits. How kind much of... does it heal? Zangarko's heal. One hit point. Eat one hit point per berry. Ten for Mira, one for the berry. So eleven. Yeah. Okay. Spirits like <laughs> about Charlie. She's like, okay, so I ran away. Well, more like I explored, and then I got lost in the forest, and then I got scared, and then I cast a spell, and then Charlie showed right. up. 14 hit points now out of That's my 20. Better. That's better. Let's adjust my token. Now for Sarah on the corpse, you will find a splintered shield with a skull sigil with three arrows piercing through it vertically. A spear, but the handle has been broken. It looks like through from a certain giant werebear's axe. <laughs> It looks like pretty much all of his gear is thoroughly messed up between Zengarko and Oya, cutting him into pieces. Do I have a helmet now? So I can add it to my, like, inventory? If you want, you can add the dread helm. So now Sarah technically has one red glowing eye. And if she gets the helmet fixed, gets rid of that extra plate, she'll have two glowing eyes. Armor class? Hey. No. I think it's just, uh, aesthetics. Uh, on to the next body. Okay. Do I roll another investigation? I would let you roll one for both of them. Okay. Because I'm going to be looking at all the dead bodies. Do you want me to roll one for all of them? Just make sure yeah, I'm here? We'll, we'll do that. I was going to say, can you just... We know Serafina's going to loot, so can we just do one massive roll and you just give her what she finds? Yeah, we're going to simplify it. Yeah, go okay. Ahead. Here we go. Ooh, 17 that's better. good. <laughs> Ooh, that's better. Okay. So in total, <laughs> you'll find about six gold, 20 silver, one great axe that's actually in, intact. One silver, great axe. Okay. And since most of them were fighting up front with their axes, no one really used their javelins. You get about 11 javelins. So I'll pocket the gold, so... But you can just, looking at their equipment, it's worn, a lot of it's rusted. It looks like they've been wandering the frozen wastes for a while, hence being desperate enough to go after you guys and not retreat, except for the two that did get away. Are the uh, Great Axe and Javelins in good condition? Yes. 
though I yeah, there are more great axes and more javelins, but they're all broken. I think there might be too big for you though. Yeah, I'm gonna actually bring it all into like one area, like in the center where everybody is, and, and then kinda just it? place it carefully on the ground and be like, Oi! Uh I right, guys found eleven javelins and a great axe. If anyone wants them, unfortunately, even with my muscles, a little bit too big for me. I uh, have my weapon, but thank you. And Mera, thank you. Naturally. Are you alright, Sickle? Can you walk? Uh, yeah, yes, I I will be fine. It's a little you touchy to for a moment. Yes, but everyone is alright. Thanks to our new friend. Gesturing to Oya. She just looks at him. Oya. Is that your full name? No. I assume you have a very elaborate name that you don't want us to attempt to say because we'll probably butcher it. Oyaminartok. Oyaminartok. It's close enough. See. Spirit kind of walks up to uh, Sikro as well. How are you doing? I'm alright. I'm alive. That's what matters. Yeah. It was pretty close. Which Shikoro sees is a blanket covered, scarf covered. Which no longer has a beard. Did she sneeze? Yes. Okay, then her feather beard is gone. Because of all things, that's how you got rid of the feather beard. (laughs) Her fur is growing back. You get the impression it's actually going to go back to full length very quickly. Uh, Sikoro will probably be the only one who would notice that. Or maybe Mira. Mira's more looking at you like... Why are you bald? But she's not saying anything. <laughs> that would be rude. It's like you don't ask a woman's age. It's rude. Mm. Um, looking at Sikoro. Yes? Uh, are you sure you're okay? Because you kind of went down pretty quickly. Uh, I, I, experiencing an orc's axe to my chest was not something I was expecting today. Uh, yeah, I was actually really, really terrified. It's all right. Luckily, your clothes are already red. He looks down at his blood-soaked clothing. Prestidigitation will help. Uh, yes, it will. And then the spirit looks at Oya. Thank you for saving our friend, Sikro. It was Thank a you. pleasure. Now come, it is dark. We must get you to the safety of East Haven. Thank you. Uh, spirit kind of looks at Nogberg. Still Look up in the air. Looking up he's, in the air for him. Just Are you coming? Drifts over. <laughs> Sorry about that, Nogberg. This is pretty fun. He kind of floats a little higher and then goes back down again. Ah, it was nice to see Charlie again. Spirit mothers on the way. Your f- unicorn friend is a lifesaver. Oh yes, he's saved my lives many times. I'm glad he was here to help us. So Oya takes you as far as just after the crossroads. So she leaves around this point, and she heads north towards the lake. Uh, Spirit is going to stop her for a sec. Um, Oya? As you're going up to her, she's starting to walk away. You see her, she kind of stretches out her shoulders, hair rapidly grows, and by the time she's turned around, she's a werebear. Yes, Spirit? Do you know of the tabaxi tribe that uh, hangs out on uh, the Redwaters lakes? That is rather far from my place. I tend to live on Kelvin's care, and I come down to Lake Dinashar and Merduwalden. I do not spend much time at the Redwaters Lake. Well, no worries. If you ever are around there, don't hesitate to stop by, okay? She nods and starts walking back north. And Spirit will rejoin the group, kind of looking a little sad. We will find your people, 
spirit. Yeah. Think positive. It's not much further. It is dark. You guys are at the precipice of needing to roll exhaustion, but you are finally arrive in East Haven. About the trek's been give or take eight hours because of the pause after the battle, but you made it. So on the blanks of, on the banks, sorry, of Lack Dinnishire is East Haven, one of the largest settlements of ten towns. Can't help but notice that the city is dwarfed by the scale of Bryn Shander and lacks similar defenses. Simply to say, there's no walls. As you continue into the town proper, you see what looks like a small barracks just off the side of the road. You see a guard step out and just wave the party over. He's dressed in the same combination of furs and leathers and metal plates as the Brinshander guards, but his sigil depicts a snowflake at the top center of a dark gray field above a horizontal brown field that covers the left side of the shield and a dark blue that covers the right. Between them is a white tower. The ultimate question is, is Spirit's fur back? Oh no, it's going to take a full day. <laughs> oh, so she's, okay. She's going to be a little chilly for a little while longer. Oh, she has the winter blanket and whatever clothes scarf. Lily gave her. And I'm sure yeah. Moon would also give her, have given her his cloak because he doesn't feel the cold. Yeah. So Spirit is a bundle of stuff. <laughs> so the guy steps out. Uh, welcome friends to East Haven. Watch your pouches within the town, but know that you're safe here. If you're looking for accommodations, you have either the White Lady Inn or Karen's Crossing. But I should warn you, Vi hasn't been able to maintain the crossing so well of late, so I'd recommend the former. Uh, Sorry, what was the name of the first one? Just down the road. Uh, the White Lady Inn. Like, the White Lady is in Aurel? Oh, no, no, no. It's a local myth about a, a spirit that dwells on the lake. Yeah, They have a bard at the end. He'll happily tell you the story. That is kind of interesting, actually. Now, I would suggest you go there, but if you're looking for something of a show before turning in for the day, I'd suggest uh, you make speed to the town hall. Uh, a show? Uh, we received word that a wizard who has been staying nearby killed a party of adventurers out of town. He's staying, so that doesn't surprise me. He'd murder a group of innocent people. A uh, miracle, if anything, he didn't raise them into undeath. Regardless, his sentence is about to be carried out. Captain will be in attendance, but uh, I think the speaker's setting this one out. Yeah, just follow the road straight. He'll take you right to the town hall. If you want to go to the um, inn, it's about two blocks down. And then on the lake side. Sorry, we're all kind of new to the area. What is the punishment for killing someone around here? A friend is going to be burned at the stake. Yikes. We punish hard here. He did take a, what's it, an innocent person's life. Sick. That's not what happened to Seth Keldro. He said, uh, six guys, a party of adventurers like us. Mm. Well, uh, Spirit's gonna nod. Thank you for the welcome. Yes, thank you. So what we can do is we can stop there. So you either get to watch a guy burn to death, or you can go hear some spooky stories at the inn. Okay, that concludes today's presentation. Thank you very much for listening and tuning in. If you would like to support us, please uh, check us out at uh, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you.